If you have your Bible this morning, we're going to turn to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4, we're going to read the chapter together. Revelation chapter 4, Worshipping Jesus at the Throne is the title this morning. Revelation chapter 4, And after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight, like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne... There was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts, full of eyes before and behind. And the first beak was like, beast was like a calf, and the second beast was like a lion, and the third beast had a face as of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him, that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and they were created. In Revelation chapter 1, John pens these words in verse 10 and says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. How important it is, believers, this morning to be in the Spirit on the Lord's day. When we open this great chapter, this heavenly vision, Revelation chapter 4, we see here at the beginning of the chapter, after this I looked and behold, John sees that a door was opened in heaven. That shows us this morning that there's access to the throne of God. And as we are living in these days, uncertain, troubled, with much turmoil, and the nations are being shaken the church of Jesus Christ collectively must know that we have access to the throne of God. 
We must practice worshiping God at the throne. The Bible tells us in Romans 5 and 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We see here in the Spirit, and it's so important, I encourage us this morning to be in the Spirit, to enter into the Spirit by faith, because there we have access to the throne of grace. He hears a voice, and that voice was like a trumpet, and the voice said unto him, Come up. You know, God wants to bring us up. He wants to get us out of ourselves. He wants us to get out of all the things that are going on around us, all the stuff, all the politics, all the muck, all the mess. Friends, everything in this world of confusion that will lead you in a place of despair. There's a voice that's coming in the Spirit that's saying, Come up, Heather. And I'll show you things in the Spirit. It doesn't happen by the natural ability. It happens by the Spirit of God. Come up hither and I will show you things which must be hereafter. The unfolding of the events prophetically that will take place and what is taking place at this present time. John says, and immediately I was in, I was in the Spirit. Are you understanding what he's saying here, you know, we must be in the Spirit, especially in the days in which we're living. We must be a people that are moving in the Spirit of God. It's a capital S, the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible tells us that we are born of the Spirit of God. If you're saved this morning, you're born of the Spirit. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 5 and 18 that we are to be Filled with the Spirit. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5 and 16 that we are to walk in the Spirit. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5 and 25 that we are to live in the Spirit. The Bible tells us that we are to worship God in the Spirit. The Bible tells us that we are to love in the Spirit. The Bible tells us to pray in the Spirit. So if you're saved this morning... We have been born of the Spirit of God. We're created in the image of God. We are spiritual beings this morning. And God is calling us to enter into the things of the Spirit, to come out of the natural realm, to come out of the realm of man, to come out of the realm of the earth, but to come into the heavenly this morning. He wants to bring us by the Spirit of God and through faith into the heavenly realm. But it's only possible by the Spirit of God and through faith. Now I want to encourage you with this this morning. Every person that's saved in this room this morning has been given by God according to Romans 12 and 3. God has dealt to every man, every man and woman that's saved in this room this morning, whether you're young or whether you're old or whoever you are, The Bible says God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. You have faith this morning. You cannot be saved without faith. 
So every person in this room that's saved this morning, you have a measure of faith. God has given you faith. What you do with that faith is crucial. That's the point. What we do, how we exercise the faith that God has put in our hearts. It's not feelings. It's not circumstances. It's not what's happening around us. But God has given you a measure of faith to exercise that faith. So how many want to move into the spirit this morning? Because that's only possible by exercising the faith that God has given you. We want to move out of the natural realm. You may have come in, believer, this morning, troubled circumstances, difficulties, not even feeling up to being here. But in your heart, by the Spirit of God, God has given you a measure of faith. Now you have a responsibility to do something with the faith that God has put in your heart. You know, we look at Ezekiel 37 and that opening verse. Ezekiel the prophet says, The hand of the Lord was upon me. And then listen to these words. And carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. We want to be carried this morning. Praise the Lord. We want to be moving in the spirit of God. We want to allow the Holy Ghost, the spirit of the Lord, to move in this place. But that only happens when the people of God exercise the measure of faith that God has given us. You know, there's nothing impossible, the Bible says, to them that believe. Nothing's impossible to them that believe, but there has to be, there must be on our part, an exercise of the faith that God has given each one of us. If you're saved, I'm reiterating the point it doesn't matter what your education ability is. doesn't matter whether who you are, where you're from. But you're saved by the grace of God. And God has given every one of us a measure of that faith. And God is calling us. I believe the voice that John heard is God is saying, I want you to come up. I want you to move beyond the place where you are. I want you to exercise your faith in me this morning and claim your access into the very throne of God. We want to see this heavenly scene. The reason why it's here in Revelation 4 is because God wants us to see it. Because one day we're going to experience it in the fullness, the very throne of Almighty God. If we could take us to this heavenly scene, the scene that is set before us. There is a door that is opened in heaven. There's an access for us this morning. There's an invitation from the Almighty this morning that says, come up hither. Are you tired of this world? Are you weary of the things and all the stuff that's going on, all the plagues and the turmoil and the spirit of Antichrist and all of that which tries to captivate our attention. But there's a voice from the throne saying to the church, come up hither, rise above all of this, move out beyond the natural realm. All those things will come in to depress you, oppress you, to pull you down, to distract you on these things. But there's an access for the church of Jesus Christ. And we would exercise that measure of faith to enter in to the place of the throne room of God. God wants us to come up. It's an invitation. You know, the hymn writer says, My heart has no desire to stay 
Where doubts arise and fears dismay, though some may dwell where these abound, our constant aim is higher ground. God wants us to move up into the higher ground, church. And verse 2, it says, immediately when he responded in his heart, and there has to be a response in the heart from God's people to exercise that faith. Immediately he says, I was in the Spirit. And he sees that there's a throne that is set in heaven. And praise God this morning, these next few words, and there's one that sat on the throne. Thank God this morning, there's one on the throne. Praise the Lord, there's one on the throne. This should encourage us this morning, saints. There is a man up in the glory, and his name is Jesus. God wants us to go a wee bit higher. He wants us to come out of ourselves. He wants us to leave the doubt and the fear and the unbelief and the distractions of this world. But he wants us to see that there's one up in the glory this morning whose name is Jesus. This is where I want to go. Is that where you want to go? You want to be carried in the spirit into that place which is the heavenly. Why do I want to go there? Well, Hebrews 4 and 16 says... Let us therefore come boldly onto the throne of grace. Now we may obtain what? Mercy and find grace to help us in a time and a time of need. It's a needy hour, saints. It's a needy day. And there's a great need in the church of Jesus Christ. But we are encouraged by scripture to exercise and emphasizing this this morning, to emphasize our measure of faith. Now, faith comes by hearing, hearing by God's word. So may the Spirit of God quicken, quicken our hearts to realize this morning that we can, by faith, enter into the Holy of Holies by the blood of the Lamb. We have an access We have an access. There is an open door. There is a way that has been made. He is the way maker. And it's through Him, Christ, that we can enter in to a throne. And on that throne, there's a man. And that man is Jesus Christ. One sat on the throne. Glorious. Victorious. Majestic. Above all. Supreme. Almighty. A wonderful Savior, a Lamb that has overcome, our great High Priest. His name is Jesus. He's on the throne since. Verse 3 says, And he that sat was to look upon. Now we are going to see something like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there's a rainbow. I've heard much about rainbows. I've heard enough about rainbows that I want to hear. But I'm interested in this one. There's a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Now in that verse alone, there is a deep study. But I want to just say a few things. You know, he doesn't describe his visage, but he describes his glory. He describes that from that throne and that man that sat there, what emanates from him is an awesome sight. The jasper a bright and a glorious stone, the sardine which is red, the rainbow speaking of his covenant that he made with mankind, 
The thunder speaking of his judgment. The emerald green speaks of the promises of God that are yea and amen. This is all what he's seen in the spirit. And out of that throne there is lightnings and thunders and voices and the lamps of fire burning before the throne of the seven spirits of the Lord. Before the throne as he looks upon it. Are we going a little bit higher this morning friend? Are we entering in to see something beyond this realm? But one day, one day, we look through the glass darkly, but one day we'll behold this awesome sight. We'll see him as he is, seated upon that throne. We see him, that throne, and look what it says. There was a sea of glass like on the crystal. That means that that throne sat on a sea that was smooth, like glass. There's no trouble in heaven this morning. There's no crisis in heaven. There's no storms in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. There's no sin in heaven. It's simply calm because he's far above all powers and he is seated this morning as the king of kings. In verse 6 it says that sea was like a crystal calm, settled because he's above the storms. Isaiah seen a similar scene in Isaiah chapter 6. That heavenly vision of the Lord seated on the throne. And then he says, if you skip just the first six. Round about the throne. We see four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Similar to that in Isaiah. The first beast was like a lion. The second beast like a calf. The third beast had a face of a man. The fourth beast was like a flying eagle. The four beasts had each of them six wings about him. They were full of eyes within. And they rest not day or night. And what they cry daily is this. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth, Forever and ever, I want to bring your attention to something really important. Here is the only human activity that's recorded. There are four and twenty elders. They are not angels, because other scriptures tell us of the angels that are about the throne. But the Bible tells us here there are four and twenty elders, and they are sitting upon seats. They are clothed in white raiment and they had on their heads crowns of gold. I want you to listen carefully. Who are these four and twenty elders? You know, these men are a representation of the people of faith under the old covenant and under the new covenant. The twelve tribes of Israel, the twelve apostles, here together in faith, joined as one, seated around the throne of Almighty God. They are a representation in a symbolic way, but in a real way, of every person of faith in this room. Remember, you've been given a measure of faith. They are there as a symbolic type of us here on the earth, representing not us as in a mediator, but as us as the people of faith. And here we see them around that throne. They're seated. Now the Bible tells us this. If you turn over to Ephesians 2, 
and verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. They are seated around the throne. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 4. Would you read it with me this morning? Ephesians 2, 4 through to 6. But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. You see, we have been quickened. That's the move of the Spirit. We've been quickened by the Spirit of God. We have been, listen, raised up together and we are made, we are made to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do we want to go a wee bit higher? So often we rob ourselves of the great privileges of being a saint and a follower of God. We have been made to sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Not only are they seated, but they are clothed in white. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 8. What does that mean? Of course, we would understand this. But in Revelation 19 and verse 8, it says of the church of Jesus Christ, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. That's the imputed righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know our robes have been washed? Do you know that your robe this morning doesn't really matter what you feel like, doesn't really matter how it looks like. Doesn't really matter what you think. Here is the scripture this morning. We are washed and we are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ this morning. And listen to this. We are clean and we are white. We're whiter than the snow. Thank God this morning our sins, which are many, have all been washed away. As far as the east is from the west, so far... He's removed our transgressions. Praise the Lord, we're free this morning. Are you washed in the blood of Jesus? You know, I've missed you for a few months. It's been a quiet house. But praise the Lord, we're washed. We should be rejoicing this morning because we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. We're washed. We're washed in the blood of the Lamb this morning. That's an awesome thing, friend. Not only are they seated and not only are they clothed, and white raiment. But I'm coming to really what the Lord would want me to share this morning. The Bible tells us here that they have crowns upon their head. They're crowns upon their head. Crowns of gold seated on seats, gathered round the throne, worshiping the Lord. You know, the Bible speaks a lot about crowns again. That's another message, but in 2 Timothy, Paul writes there in chapter 4 and verse 7, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is led up for me a crown of righteousness. In 1 Peter 5 and 7, Peter says that the chief shepherd, when he shall appear, 
He shall ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. James writes and says, James 1 and 12, Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, not if he's tried, but when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. I want to tell you, friends, whatever crown we read off in the scripture, the only way that they can wear a crown, or whether it be a crown of righteousness, a crown of glory, or a crown of life, but the only means by which we are crowned is because he wore a crown of thorns. He did it all. He did it all. It's all him. Crowns are symbolic of authority, of power. But there is an act that I want us to see. There is an act in the glory of this throne room that I want us to witness. There is an act of worship exercised by the elders. You know, every time you read of the four and twenty elders in the book of Revelation who are a representation of us in that throne room. But see, every time in the book of Revelation you find them, I'm going to look at them. You see they're in Scripture. They're before the throne. They're before the Lamb. They have their seats. But they're engaged in one of the most precious acts of worship. Every time you read of them, they're falling down. Every time you see them, they're falling upon their faces. They have right of access through the righteousness of Christ. They have authority and power by the crown upon their head. They've been washed in the precious blood of the Lamb, but they can't sit on their seats. They can't stand in His presence. Because when you go into the heavenly place by the Spirit of God, all you can do is fall down. Look at it, Revelation 4 and 10. It tells us there that the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and they worshipped him. They worshipped him that liveth forever and ever and they cast their crowns before the throne and they said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honour and power for Thou hast created all things for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Revelation 5, turn over to the next chapter and verse 8, and it says there, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb. Look at verse 11. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain! To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and onto the earth. Such as are in the sea and all that are in them. I heard them saying blessing and honor and glory and power. Be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said amen. And the four and twenty elders what did they do? They fell down and they worshipped him. They fell down. They fell down and worshipped him forever and ever. Look at Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. After the seventh angel has sounded, 
Revelation 11 and 15, there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and the twenty elders, which sat before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, which art and wast and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. Look at Revelation chapter 19, verse 1. Revelation 19, verse 1. And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, and honor and power unto the Lord our God, for true and righteousness are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, had avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. Verse 4, And the four and the twenty elders and the four beasts, what did they do? They fell down and they worshipped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen and Hallelujah. We want to go. Friends, I want to ask you this morning with the measure of faith, the measure of faith that the Bible says has been given by God to every believer in this room. There's a voice that sends us in these last days. Listen carefully. You know, the Bible's clear prophetically what's unfolding as we see the whole chain of events before our very eyes on the world stage. The word of the Lord is being fulfilled right down to the T, right down to the dotted I. The turmoil of the nations should be no shock to the church of Jesus Christ because he's told us what would happen. The mess that this world is in from our own government to the governments of this world. If you're trusting in this world or its politics, you're going to be very disappointed. There's wickedness in high places, principalities and powers. The pit, as it were, has been opened and the devil's vomiting out every type of vile spirit across this nation. We're living in a day, friends, I'm going to tell you, don't get caught up in the movements. Don't get caught up in the organizations. Don't get caught up in the natural things. Those things may tug our hearts at times. But I want to tell you, my heart has no desire to stay. This world's not our home. And so we see all the ploys of the wicked one. The rise of the Antichrist spirit has been preached and rehearsed often. But friends, that can't be our focus. We must go up. I'm talking while we're still on earth. We can still go up. There's a place of worship at the throne of God that we have access to where we can find mercy and we can find help in our time of need. Is there anybody with a need? Then we got to move beyond where we are. We see this wonderful act of worship of those in that glory. Seated, clothed. They have authority that Christ has given them. But all they can do in the throne room All they can do is fall down. All they can do is move off their seats and fall on their faces and worship him that sat upon the throne. 
Friends, this morning, this act accompanies as they fall in their faces something so precious. You know, I just want to say how we need to be in these days at the feet of the Savior. Are you hearing me this morning? That doesn't sound like any big revelation. But how we need in the busyness of this life and all the things that are toying and pulling. Do you know where we need to be, saints? We need to be at the feet of him that's on the throne. That's where we need to be. You know, Jesus came in Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. If you turn to it, he entered into a, a village. And these sisters are well known to us. There was a certain woman named Martha received them into her house. She had a sister called Mary. And then it just says of Mary, this is what it says, which also sat, which also sat at Jesus' feet. Listen very carefully, friend. I believe God believe the Spirit of God will minister into some hearts this morning. Mary sat at his feet. Mary sat at his feet. There's a place. There's a place for you this morning. Listen to me. And all the toils, the struggles, and all the storms, and all the things that happen in your life and homes. And all that's going on around this world. Thank God there's still a place at the feet of Jesus for you. Now listen to me. She sat at his feet. And heard. Now listen, this is so important. Heard his word. Do you hear? That, that's what I'm talking about, being in the Spirit. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Listen, because we can say, Amen, we want to be in the Spirit. We can say, Amen, I want to go higher. We can say, Amen, I want to leave this, all the pressures of this life. But you see, when you're at His feet, you'll hear His Word. Because when all the toils and the storms, and we all have them, when they're all going on, you know what? It's very difficult to hear. It's very difficult to hear what he's saying. But here is Mary at his feet. And she heard his word. Verse 40 says that Martha was cumbered. Do you know that word in the, in the Greek simply means to drag all around? Have you ever felt like being dragged all around? It's like she was dragging everything of the curs, the troubles, the hurts, the pains. She just dragged them all with her. She was cumbered with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve alone? She is more interested in what her sister's doing than what she should be doing. Friend, can I encourage everyone this morning? You know, I have enough to do to live my life for Jesus. 
without trying to interfere and get someone else to live their life for Christ. I'll encourage you as a pastor. You know that. I'll pray for you. I'll be there for you. But friends, I'll tell you what. I have enough to get on with. Could I just tell you, you have enough to get on with too. Don't we all? we got to get to a place where we're not distracted with other things. And she says, Lord, bid her to help me. Jesus answered and said unto Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But there's one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Listen to me, brothers and sisters, this morning. We can end up getting dragged all around by all the stuff that's going on. We can get pulled here and pulled there. We can get our eyes on other things and other people. I'm going to tell you, friend, just get yourself to the feet of Jesus. Hear his word. But there's an act. I want you to hear this this morning. There's an act of worship that's in this throne room that I want us to close with this morning. You know, we read through all the places that they fell down, but here in chapter 4, it tells us of these men, these elders, in Revelation chapter 4, and verse 10, it says here that the elders, the four and twenty elders, fall down before him that sat on the throne, and they worship him, that liveth forever and ever. And here is the act that I want to point out to you this morning. They cast their crowns. Listen now. They cast their crowns before the throne. They cast their crowns You know, we live in a world where all you're hearing at the moment is everybody is demanding their rights. Isn't that all we hear? Everybody has rights. My rights. Can I tell you something, friend? See all those movements, all of them, whether they're black, white, or whatever they are. Can I tell you something, friend, this morning? They're all demonic see this gospel see this cross and see this God he died for every person no matter what tribe no matter what color it is no matter who we are or where we are from this is a gospel that's all inclusive but this world's rising and the spirit behind it is an antichrist spirit because it's demanding their rights. Whatever form it takes, because it will be a different one in a few months. Watch it. It will change and it will be another movement of some sorts that will rise up. Listen to me carefully. The spirit of the age should never, ever seep into the church of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, friend. It may not be popular, but we're not here to be popular. It should never seep in to the church of Jesus Christ because when it does, listen, as a serious, but see when it does, see when the rights, mindset, 
reaches into the church of Jesus Christ, you can write Ichabod right above the door because the glory is gone. You see, there's no rights because Christ alone, Him alone this morning, friend, He deserves all the glory and all the power and all the majesty. When I got saved, do you know what it was? The old hymn says it, I surrender all. My riches gain I count but loss and poor contempt upon all my pride. You see, this is really what it's about, friends. A surrendered life at the feet of Jesus. It's not just in the doing. It's actually very little to do with the doing. But it's actually in the act of worship that surrenders. It's in our humility that says we fall down and we worship. And we cast our rights at the feet of Jesus. They took off their crowns. And they cast their crowns at the feet of the Lamb of Christ. The Lamb of God. And there they worship the Lord. They give up the struggle, the fight and the striving. They give up the hurt and the battling. And friends, know what they did? They entered into the greatest act of worship that we can. They fell down. They got off their seats. They took off their crowns, their rights. And they cast it at the feet of Jesus. Listen to me, the friends, this morning. These elders are representing us in that place called glory. In this throne room. The Spirit's speaking this morning to some as we're closing. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to some this morning. And he's saying, come up. There's a place that I have for you. There's a place you can be seated. You have a right because through the Lamb this morning, He has overcome. He has finished the work. He saved you by His grace. He's given you a measure of faith. He's saying, come up. There's a throne room that you can worship me in. Not only do we want to enter in, but friends, truly, if we were caught in the Spirit this morning, not only would we enter into that place, but we get off our seats. We'd take off our crowns. We'd cast them at his throne. And we'd worship the Lamb forever and ever and ever. You know, friends, I'd rather do it down here because I'm going to do it up there. We're going to do it up there. But I'd rather get in good practice for it when we're down here. We need to get off. You know, someone once said, get off your throne. We maybe need to get off our thrones. Take off our crowns. Thank God he's given us the authority. Cast them at his feet. All glory and all honor and all power. Do you know who it belongs to this morning? Jesus. Spirit saying, would you come up a wee bit higher? Would you come? Would you leave your struggles? You're cumbered. You're dragging it all around. Would you leave it aside? Would you just fall down and worship Jesus? Let his presence fill this place and let his glory fill this house and let him touch every life in this room. Will you take your crown off? Anybody willing to take their crown off? Praise the Lord. I'm willing to take the crown off. Cast it at his feet and worship him this morning.
where we come a little higher, where we go a little deeper, where we heed the call of Jesus. We need to worship him, friend, at the throne. Let's just bow in a word of prayer this morning. Thank you, Jesus, this morning. Father, this morning you know every need in this house, every heart, every person that's before you today. Lord, I thank you by your spirit that you can take your word. Lord, you can illuminate a heart and an understanding in an instant by the power of your spirit that you can draw men, women, Unto yourself. Lord, I pray that we would be willing to leave the troubles, the cares that so often can choke the word. Lord, we pray this morning, Lord, for your people, Lord, Lord, that there would be an exercising of the measure of that faith. Lord, to leave behind the press in because there's access to that throne. And Lord, see when we get there, Lord, oh God, bring us as a people into a deeper place of worship in the spirit. Lord, bring us into a place where we Lord, move from our seats. And Lord, that we truly cast ourselves before your throne and we worship you. Lord, that this place would be like heaven on earth. Because you come down and you find a place that are willing to humble themselves and cast themselves at your feet. We're willing to move, Lord. We're willing to come. Lord, this morning would you touch lives that are so overcome by the cares of this world, so weighed down with the troubles of this life. Oh God, this morning I pray, I give you thanks, Lord, that there is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. Lord, we can come this morning. We can leave it all there. We can cast it all down. Lord, as a people, we simply say, have your way this morning. Lord, come among us. Have your way. Lord, in the name of Jesus, this is your house. You're the minister of the sanctuary. Would you come? Would you minister in the lives and in the hearts today? Lord, would we cast our crowns at Jesus' feet? Oh God, all honor and glory belongs to you. Lord, we bow down and we do worship you this morning. In Jesus' name. Let's stand together and we'll sing this recourse to the close of this morning.